to Hope for Today podcast. Hope you're having a great day. And I hope today that you will leave so encouraged and so ready to do something new and that your walk with the Lord will be strengthened. So we're going to be in Psalm 23 today. And last week we talked about David and we talked about Saul and um, the directions that they both went in. And we also talked about how David wrote songs to the Lord and worship songs and praises. And this is one of his Psalms that he wrote. So I'm going to just start off reading this right now and then we're gonna jump right into the podcast. So the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. So I've heard a statement over the last few weeks, and um, the statement is I'm weary. I'm feeling weary. And then people sort of have this blank look on their face. I feel weary. What are you feeling weary from? Are you feeling weary from the news, maybe from Facebook? Uh, Maybe people's attitudes or the lack of people's attitudes. Maybe you're feeling weary from no normal life. Um, The fact that we have to wear masks, or do we not have to wear them? And when do we wear them? Maybe you're weary of the constant change. One day we can do this, one day we can't do that. And the list can just go on and on. So today I have a question for you, as I always do. Are you thriving, or are you feeling all dried up? Which one are you today? So we're going to be going over the two. And both of them can be looked at from two different sides of the story. But when we get done, I want you to know there's hope. If you're sitting there today listening and you're telling me, I am dried up, I have no hope, I just feel suffocated, um, don't worry about it. Just hang on to that thought because by the end of this quick devotion, you're going to know how to handle it and maybe how to make a better choice. So I brought a... um, Just something to show you today. I don't normally bring a visual aid, but I really wanted you to be able to see this. If you were here, I would actually have you hold and touch this. So this one right here is a baby carrot right out of the bag. It's orange, it's crisp, it's plump, it's delicious. It's got a nice sweet taste to it. It's thriving, it looks delicious. You're ready to eat this or boil it up for a side dish with dinner tonight. Over here is a very dried up, kind of wrinkled looking carrot. If you broke it in half, it would just sort of bend. It wouldn't be crisp like this one would be. But believe it or not, this carrot is the same as this carrot. This one here has been dehydrated and all the life has been basically taken out of it, all the water. And the carrot is now shriveled up. And that might be the symbol of how you are feeling right now, dried up, wrinkled, just kind of withered where you're not feeling this way. Or maybe you are feeling, I'm thriving, I'm on top of the world, I'm doing great, I've got color, I'm 
I'm just doing okay. So I'm going to leave those here for you to look at as we go through this. Now for me, there are many times I have felt very dried up. I have felt like that shriveled up carrot. I felt wrinkled on the inside. I felt like I had no life in me. I felt maybe hard and very empty, um, just not at, on the top of things. There are other times I have felt like I was on top of the mountain. I'm thriving, I'm good, I'm excited, I know where I'm headed. I, I just have you know great thoughts and excitement running through my veins. I don't know where you are today. What causes us to feel either way? When I'm dried up, I can honestly say there's two times in my life that I can feel this way. Sometimes it's a moment in time and sometimes it's sin. And that might seem a little confusing. How can you feel dried up and it just be a moment and not sin? Or how can it be sin and not a moment? Well, let me explain to you how I make that decision for myself. Now, you might have it all together. This might not be you at all. Praise the Lord. That's wonderful. I will speak from my own personal background and you know where I've been. And I've had moments in life where things have been really rough. Um, maybe a rough time, it might have been weeks and months, it might have only been a few days, I feel overwhelmed, I feel empty on the inside, I feel like there's nothing. You ever feel like that? You know, I got nothing, got nothing. People say, how you doing? I got nothing. But all along, I'm going through this rough time, I still find myself reading my Bible, praying to the Lord, thinking of verses and meditating on verses that I know I've hidden in my heart, Sometimes I'm even finding myself waking up in the morning and I have a hymn or a praise and worship song running through my head. I find myself during the day just sort of humming a song, a tune of Great is Thy Faithfulness or some other praise and worship song. But yet I feel dried up and I feel empty and I feel bewildered and I'm overwhelmed. But even during that time, I find myself still drawn to read, to pray, to worship, and yet I feel dried up and empty. Okay, hold on to that thought. There's other times I feel dried up and empty and overwhelmed, but I find myself a little bit more bitter, a little bit more angry. Um, and I look back at those times and I haven't been reading the Bible. I have not been praying. I find myself pulling away from the Lord. You ever get like that? And, you know, there's a church get-together and everybody, oh, you going Saturday night or you coming Sunday morning? And, oh, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll be there. And you have absolutely no desire to be there. Now, there's other times when I felt dried up where, I don't know, should I go to church on Sunday? You know what? I really should. I haven't been feeling that good. Maybe I'll go and, you know, I'll get my my dose of hope for the day, or you know, maybe I'll be encouraged that day. You're drawn to God's people. You're drawn to where you know God will, you will feel his presence. Even though you're having a down time, a, a moment in time where you're just shriveled up like this carrot, you still know where your source comes from. But when you're not walking with the Lord, you know you're not reading your Bible, you're not meditating on God's word, you're not praying, and if you are praying, it's sort of a half-hearted prayer. 
you're not drawn to God's people. Those, at least for me, are times when I know my life is full of sin. I'm not repenting. I'm not committing it back over to the Lord. I'm not asking for help. The Lord knows everything that we're doing, even if we've sinned. It's not like you can hide and say, well, you know, if I change my hair color, he'll never know it's me. He knows everything that you're doing. And he knows you're going to trip up. He knows that. But we just need to go back to him and say, Lord, I messed up. I'm sorry. Help me to do better. Show me in your word. What do I need to do? Or most times you know what you need to do. You need to make it right with someone or you need to commit something over to him. Now, on the other hand, maybe you feel like this other juicy looking carrot here. It's, it's ripe. It's plump. It's full of life. It's, uh, it just looks great. And you might be feeling like you're thriving. So I have the same question for you. Are you thriving in a moment or are you thriving in sin? And you might say, well, how in the world can you be thriving in sin? You know, I heard my, my oldest son was preaching one day and he was talking about um, going on life's journeys. And he actually had a ladder on the platform where he was preaching. And he stood at the bottom of the platform and he was talking about, you know, we're, we're down here at this level. And we have to go up. We're going up and, you know, and every aspect of our life, we go up, we go down. We go up, we go down. The hills, the mountains, the valleys, and so on. And he was talking about, you know, usually when we're down in the valley, we are the closest to the Lord. Basically, we have nothing, so what do we do? We go back and, oh, Lord, I'm, you know, I'm feeling hopeless and I'm discouraged and I'm feeling empty and I'm feeling dried up and we commit it to him and we reach out to him because we have nothing else. If the Lord is living in your life and you've accepted him as your personal savior, you have the power of Jesus Christ in your life. The Holy Spirit is living with you. He's constantly whispering in your ear, turn left, go right, go straight, do this, do that. No, nope, don't go there. And so when you're in the valley and you're closest to the Lord and you've given things over to him and you're praying, all of a sudden you start going through life's journey and things lighten up a little bit, you know, and just like you're going up that ladder or climbing up a mountain, you're going up and you get to the top. Now, when you're on the top, if you're on the top of a mountain, and you look around, you can say, oh, there's a little town over there. I see a village over here. Oh, I see a river over here, some trees. And you can look and be on the top of a mountain and you can see a clear perspective of what's all around you. But then all of a sudden, you're on this journey again and you're on that mountaintop and you start going down the other side. And you realize that, you know, when you were up here, you could see all those trees and you could see the village and you could see the people. But now you're coming down the other side and all of a sudden you have to stretch your neck to see those trees. I can't, I can't quite see them anymore. I've lost sight of that town and I've lost sight of those people. I think there's a river over there, but I can't see it anymore because I'm, I'm, I'm down here. Now, if you were down on this side of the valley and you've committed things to the Lord and you've given it back to the Lord and you've asked for his help and his instruction, he's, he's, he's got you in the palm of his hand. And if you've brought him with you through that heightened sense of, I've got it, and you've been on the top and you felt like you were thriving, you were doing good and 
you felt like you were in the will of the Lord and, and you're excited. If you've brought him up with you, when you're going back down the other side, he should be with you again. And he will guide your steps and he will direct your steps. And you might not see that forest anymore and you might not see that village and you might not, you know, I think there was a river over there and I can't see it. It's okay because you've brought the Lord with you and he will guide and direct you. But you know, there's times myself, I've been down in the valley and oh, I gave it all to the Lord and I'm spiritual again. And I, you know, I'm doing the right thing and I've prayed and I've gotten rejuvenated and, I, and I'm Lord, I'm down in the dumps, but I can feel your presence and, and thank you. And, and I truly think I, at that moment, meant it. I was excited. I, I did right. But then I started, you know, things lighten up and I forgot about him. Hmm. I moved forward a little bit more and things are really good now. Haven't been praying. Oh, yeah, I haven't read my Bible in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Hmm. Church? Well, you know, I got busy. Life took over and, you know, it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, I, I don't really have time for church right now. God's people serving? Well, you know, there's plenty of people serving. They don't need me. They don't need me at all. There's, there's tons of people at church. You know, they don't even know that I'm, I'm part of the church. They, they won't miss me. Now you're on the top. You're on the mountain. And you might have the same perspective. You might see the trees and the forest and the river and the people. And you might see the exact same thing that when you brought the Lord with you and you're on the top. But this time you didn't bring the Lord. And you're at the top and you have the same perspective. But you don't have the Lord. So now you're coming down. You know, it only lasts for so long at the top. And now you're coming down the other side and what's happening? Oof. There's boulders. There's rocks. You've slipped. You've tumbled down. You've skinned your knee. You're coming across rough terrain that you had no idea. I, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what to do. I'm frightened. I, I, I've never experienced this before. What do I do? I, I'm alone. I feel horrible. I don't know what to do. Did you forget that when you were over here, you had the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, but then as things lightened up and things got better, you put him aside. You didn't bring him with you. So now you're going down the other side when things are rough again. If you had had that power of Jesus Christ with you then, you needed to take him in the good times and in the bad. Again, we could be on top of that mountain and have a fresh perspective of everything that's around us. But I will tell you, don't lose sight of who has allowed you to be there. Don't lose sight of the fact that God has given you all that perspective for a purpose. But when you're there, don't lose sight of the fact that you need him still as a priority in your life. Don't stop reading. Don't stop praying. Don't stop serving. Don't stop being with God's people. Don't stop going to church. When you're there and you can say, hey, I'm good. This is Lynn Wilson. I got it together. I'm okay. I don't need this. I'm good. I got here all by myself. I worked hard. I did what I needed to do. I could take all the credit in the world and possibly I did do very well. And maybe it was a lot to do with my personality and my gifts that I got there. But who gave me that personality? Who gave me those gifts? That was the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Be careful. Be careful. It's so easy to rely on the Lord when we're down in the dumps and we're feeling dried up and shriveled. And it's so easy when you're feeling like you're thriving to just ignore God or maybe not even purposely ignoring him. I have found myself, I just plain forgot. I know that sounds ridiculous, but oh yeah. Oh, I haven't read my Bible in a couple of days. I haven't really even thought about the Lord and yet thank him for my food. Well, I was in a restaurant. I feel uncomfortable praying. You know how it is. No, don't forget to bring the Lord with you. When you're thriving, don't be thriving on your own power. Because when you come down that other side, you are going to crash land. And you're going to have so much to clean up. You're going to be such a mess. And sometimes you just can't pick yourself up. I had a friend, and um, he's been going through a rough time. He's a friend of my husband and myself. And we were on the phone with him uh, just last night. And I said, how you doing? Eh, today's a good day, as he's crying on the phone. I said, it's a good day. Oh, yeah, today, last, last couple days haven't been good. Oh, now if it's a good day to me, I usually don't cry. That's usually on a bad day. So if he's crying on a good day, I can't even imagine what the bad days were like. I said to him, how's your walk? Oh, it's okay. When's the last time you prayed? Um, that was all I got. When's the last time you read your Bible? Well, hmm. So church started again last week. You know, through all this COVID-19 and pandemic, church has been not happening. Church for him started in a parking lot last week at his church. And I said to him, so did you go to church? Oh, no, they're not open. Obviously, he's not staying connected with the church, the pastor and God's people, or he would have known this is open. Hmm. So you could go to church this Sunday and you could be there and, you know, go to church and say hi to the pastor, be with God's people, get something from the word. And yeah, maybe. Hmm. Okay. He's feeling dried up. Would you say that's a moment in time or would you say that's sin in his life? I think that's pre pretty evident. I don't think it's a moment. If it was a moment, he would still be drawn to the Lord. He would still be singing praises. He would be meditating on God's word. Sometimes it's, you know, it sounds simplistic. But that's all we've got. There are times when all I have is that one, maybe you memorize just one Bible verse. That's all you've got is one verse. Say it over and over and over. We forget that this is God's word. These are powerful. These are his words. There's power in that. I was listening to a devotion last night on a podcast, and the woman was talking about, you know, we've been through this pandemic, and we've been through these horrid things, and, and she was an older woman, and she even lived through the pandemic of the Hong Kong flu, and she had the flu. She lived through it. She said it was horrific. She had to, you know, live through being ill, and, and she got through that, and She's just had a very rough life. And then she was sharing different other things. And she mentioned she lost her husband on Christmas Day. And four days later, she lost her dad. You, how do you, what do you, oh, how do you deal with this? And she said all the time she has to give things back to the Lord and give it back to the Lord. But she said, you know, she has a, a almost a running joke with her 
with her friends and she'll say, oh, it was an eight chapter day today. I thought, what's an eight chapter day? And she said, she will tell Satan, don't you even mess with me today. I'm not getting depressed. I'm not allowing myself to just embrace this depression. I'm not embracing the fact that I'm feeling down or dried up or shriveled or just the empty. She said she'll open her Bible and she will read out loud. She said, I want God's word spoken out loud, as loud as I can. And she said, I will read that first chapter. I'm still feeling depressed. I'll read that second chapter. I'm still feeling depressed. I'll read the third chapter. And she said, I'm speaking God's word out. And she is telling Satan, don't you even dare think you're going to get the best of me. She said she reads it out loud because she can hear it. She's reading it so she can refresh her soul. You remember last week I gave the story about the dirty bucket and how he kept refilling it and what happened. And if you missed that story, go back and check out that podcast because that story will just stay with you. And it reminded me of what I listened to last night when she talked about it. And she said she just keeps rebuking Satan and telling him, I'm reading the word. She said, sometimes I couldn't even tell you what I read, what it meant, or it. it's the fact that she's reading the word of God over and over and over. And she said, it might take eight chapters, but I will read until this feeling has left the building. It has left my body. It is no longer present in my home. And she said, I will stay there and I will speak his word out loud until every chapter I need to do, until I am back where I need to be emotionally. She said, when I'm emotionally like that, I'm spiritually better. She said, then usually I get up and she said, I might go for a walk. I might get something to eat, refresh myself physically. She said, now she thinks Satan gets the point that she means business. She said, because most days I can get by with one or two chapters and that feeling's gone. And I go back to my friend that is just, uh, are you reading? Well, are you praying? Uh, you know what? Get in the word of God. If you are dried up and you're shriveled and you're just feeling empty, don't worry about what chapter to read. Open Genesis, open Deuteronomy, open Exodus, open Acts, open John. Whatever book you read, you're reading God's word. You keep your nose in that book, in the Bible, and you speak it out loud until it is gone. And you have to mean business. But don't stop there. As you go up and you're starting to feel good and things are lightening up and, hey, we're getting back to normal and we're, we're going to be putting God aside, many of us, because all of a sudden we just don't need him anymore. And we just forget because we're on our own, you know, I'm good. Lynn's got this. No, don't do that. Let's go back and look at Psalm 23 and let's just grab a few things out of this wonderful Psalm that relates to what we are talking about. So the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He is your shepherd. What is a shepherd? A shepherd kind of takes a stick and he pushes this way, pushes that way and keeps the sheep in line. If one runs off, he goes after that one and makes sure that one is safe. You know, we look at green pastures here in America and we see these lush rolling hills with a shepherd on there with his staff and his hook and the sheep just grazing. 
But from what I've seen in the pictures of Israel and what I've heard, there's a lot of rough terrain. And there might be a babbling brook there with water, but there's a lot of rough terrain. But in between these rocks, these little sprigs of grass will grow. So the shepherd has to guide the sheep to these particular areas for nourishment. But the sheep are really stupid. They'll just wander off in here and there. And yeah, are we stupid? Absolutely. I know that's a bad word, stupid. We teach our kids, don't say that word. You know what? Let's be blunt with each other. We're stupid. We can't see it when it's in front of us. But just like these sheep need a shepherd to push and guide and nudge them into that right spot between those rocks where that nourishment is, God will do the same thing. It says right here, the Lord is my shepherd, not yours or his or hers or theirs. My. It's personal. He's my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He will take care of us if we let him guide us just as much in the valley, take him to the hilltop. Because when you're on the top of that mountain and you're looking at that perspective, there are things God needs you to see and to learn. How many times have you said, man, I'm so glad God gave me that insight because where I am now, if I hadn't had that insight, I don't know how I would have gone through this. But if you are not trusting in the Lord to guide and direct you for that insight, when you've gotten to the other side and you're down in the valley, you're going to be empty. So in other words, stay close to the shepherd because your needs and your direction in life need to come from him. He leads me beside quiet waters, not a raging river, quiet waters. He brings you to a peaceful place. I think of the verse too, be still and know that I am God. Yesterday, last night, I sat on my porch. I said to my husband, I need some time. I need to I need to be refreshed. And I went out and I did this devotion that I referred to. And I just sat out on my porch. It was quiet. The night critters were out there and the frogs and it was chilly. I had a blanket on me and it was just peaceful. I could hear God talking as if it was a whisper. He refreshes my soul. He brings us back to health, both physically and emotionally. I shall not want is also part of that verse. He restores my soul. You don't need to want anything. He will fulfill the spiritual, the physical, the emotional, and the mental health that we need to have restored and refreshed. Again, you're in the valley. Your emotional, physical, spiritual, and mental health might not be the best, but you reach out to him. And as he allows you to move up in life and you hit those mountaintops, if you did not bring him with you, you're going to lose all sight of all four of those parts of your life. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. He will lead us in the right direction, plain and simple, based on his will for us. Again, surrendering to the Lord, having the heart for the Lord, being someone like David that we talked about last week, a man after God's own heart, be a woman after God's own heart. Have a heart for the Lord. Allow him to lead you in the right direction. You know, if you've done it like me, you've done the wrong thing. He told you to go left and you said, I'm going right. And you were miserable and you fell on your face and you had to go back to him anyway. Why? Why not avoid that and do the right thing? Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
You know, just like when you're a child and as much as you don't like your parents telling you what to do, who likes that? Nobody wants to be told. But there was some security in knowing that when mom and dad kind of gave you these boundaries, and they say this is a fact, you know, whether you're a Christian or not, boundaries set up for children, they just build security in a child. And just like when the Lord has his rod and staff, they comfort me. He sets up boundaries. He keeps you safe. He keeps you where you need to be. You are in the will of him. There's no other better place to be. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. My cup runneth over. You cannot outgive God. There's no way. I started COVID-19 with a somewhat full pantry and freezer, and I decided we probably should, you know, use up what we have and share what we have if somebody needed something. And I said to my husband, we've got to empty some of this food out because there's a lot of food in here. Well, the more I make food for people, I get bags of food delivered to me. The more I cook, it's, it's like that story that we talked about a few podcasts ago. She used the last bit of oil she had, but because she gave it back to the Lord and she did what he said, he said, I will take care of you. And she never ran out of oil to make bread for her and her son. I feel like that's my freezer. Every time I empty it, or not empty it, but I use some things up, it gets filled up again. We made a meal for a friend that's going through chemo, and I made a meal for somebody else, and I looked, and we have eight bags of food that were given to us in the last week that haven't even gotten into my pantry yet because I don't have the room. I'm not saying that in a bragging way. I'm just saying I can't outgive God every time I turn around and use the food I have. I might not have the money, but I have resources, I have food, and I've given it to him. He gives it back to me 10 times over. It is absolutely amazing. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, not their life, will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He is your God. He is my God. Follow him with all that you and I need to do. These verses that we just went over reflect all that God would give us in our lives. Food, he'll give us water, he'll give us restoration, he'll give us mercy, he'll give us comfort, direction, abundance. He is with us the day that we accepted him into our heart and our life. And ultimately, we have a home with him forever. If you are sitting there right now and you are feeling just like this, just like this right here, this dried up piece of carrot and you're shriveled and you're dried, you look unhealthy, you feel unhealthy, I don't think you would sit down and want to nourish yourself with this carrot. You need to go back to the Lord and make it right. Is it a moment? Is it just a time period you need to get through, but you're still having that source of connecting to God in every way you can? It's a moment in time. If it's sin, you need to make it right. If you're thriving like this, plump, juicy, crisp, it's healthy, that's how you are, are you doing it on your own power and strength or are you there because that's where God put you? Enjoy that moment in time. If you're doing it on your own accord, you're in sin and you need to get that right because going down the other side is no fun without him. Last few questions and challenges for you and then we're going to end. 
So what does all this mean today? Are you dried up or thriving? Have you lost your perspective due to sin or a moment in time? Ask the Lord for direction, restoration, nourishment, peace, and comfort. If you're on the top, if you're on that top of that ladder, on top of life, on top of that mountain, hold on to the power that you know that comes from him. Do not hold on to yourself. If you're at the bottom, quote the verses that you know that are true in your life. Claim the truths that you know when you're in the bottom. If you're at the bottom and you're in sin, clean it up, make it right. Read your eight chapters if you have to. Read your two chapters, whatever it takes. We only have one life to live, one. There is no coming back and making it right. Once it's over, it's over. We had a friend of ours pass away yesterday. He passed away from an overdose. It's done, it's over. He can never come back and make that right. He can never come back and serve the Lord again. It's over. Don't allow your life to end like that. Continually serve the Lord. Read the word, study the word, worship the Lord, claim it, pray with him, talk with him. If he is not your savior today and your shepherd, call our office today. Don't sit here week after week and listen to this podcast knowing that God is nudging you, that you've never, ever had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ to ask him into your life, to ask him that and tell him, I want to spend eternity with you. Remember the song I refer to, the God of all eternity wants to spend the rest of it with you. Thanks for stopping by today. I would love for you to comment below. Let me know if you're thriving or you're dried up, what's God doing in your life. Share your favorite verse and we'll see you next week.